0: It's time for love talk with the love ladies Kathy, Carrie, and Marlene.
1: Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You found the love ladies right here on one hundred one point one FM and eleven twenty AM, The Bridge, Austin. Welcome, friends. I am Coach Carrie Brinkater, and I'm in studio today with my amazing co-hosts Kathy Enderbrock and Marlene McMichael. We are so grateful that you have found us. Um, Maybe you are listening on 101.1 FM, 1120 AM, The Bridge, Austin, Central Texas, Christian Talk, or maybe you found our podcast um, at Love Talk. We are so grateful that you're here. We are in an encouraging program where we are doing our best to point ourselves and you to Jesus in everything that we say on this program. Well, friends, my co-host, Kathy Interbrock. How are you, Kathy? I'm doing really well. It's great to be here. I,
0: I love this program uh that we're going to be just getting into today, looking at responsibility and what... What the Bible says about responsibility. What, what are we held accountable for? What, what does God call and call us to and ask from us? I think it's so important. And we're going to be getting into this amazing, this amazing chapter in the book of Luke and just looking at responsibility. And coach Kerry, I just love so much that it builds so beautifully on uh, the program that we started two weeks ago based on Haggai 1.5 about carefully considering our ways. God spoke mm-hmm. to his people and said, hey, carefully consider your ways. And we got into that program and looked at the word ways, W-A-Y-S. A w, the word of God must come first in our lives. A, advisors, surround yourself with strong Christian advisors. Why our yesterdays belong to the Lord and they're redeemed by Him and S step forward into a full purposeful life in christ and that has made such a profound difference as i'm walking out this new year of 2024 and this program today just builds on that and and i just love it and so friends i would encourage you if you missed that program go to our podcast love talk all one word it's love talk all one word network you can also go to our archives at lovetalknetwork.com and get all of our uh, past programs there if you're interested in going back and and listening to that program, so that you can kind of uh, kind of have that to build on to this program. Well, Marlene, I'm looking at your beautiful face, and I'm wondering how has your week been going?
2: <laughs> well, for those of who are not, I guess, in the United States, this this week, because everywhere in the United States it's cold. With, <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, it, so the week has been wrapped up in trying to stay warm and. You know, dripping faucets in Texas, which is a phenomenon that's, I think, unique to Texas. And, um, and all of those things, partly because, um, a couple of years ago, I had a lot of winter storm damage. And so I'm, I'm a little bit paranoid about, um, making sure faucets still work and heaters still work and, and all of those things. And, and it makes me wonder about those who are not so fortunate. And so I've really kind of, thought about that a lot this week and been very grateful about not only uh, where I live but the people that surround me and and uh, so it's uh, it's been enlightening uh, you know i I used to love the snow not so much anymore
1: <laughs> <laughs> well you had so much damage that it it caused you to have to embark on a year long process of redoing much of your home. So yeah, I'm sure you um have a little uh PTSD regarding that Marlene because that was quite a process for you. Um I but, do.
2: I do. I I confess it's uh, <laughs> it's it's my weakness.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you're safe and sound and all snuggly in your house. So that that is absolutely a blessing. Now the Marlene our second program this month of January we had your amazing daughter on the program, Cara McMichael um, and her colleague, Helen Browning, and they are both with the human trafficking interdiction division for BCFF, BCFS. You have to say that slowly health and human services. And Marlene, um, just tell us a little bit about that program. Recap that for the listeners, because they are going to want to go back to the archives and catch that.
2: Absolutely. Um, the H. TI uh, unit uh, at BCFS which is the human trafficking interdiction unit is the largest uh, unit like that in the entire state of Texas and they've offered 24/7 care for traffic victims if they will outcry um so it's it's very important and and the the interesting thing in the United States is that Traffic victims are often trafficked by their own family members. And, you know, one of the speakers at this conference was a, a man who was extremely dynamic, um, but he was trafficked for 10 years by his father. And he's recovered and now has become a therapist and, and has a, a tremendous ministry um, just in the recovery phase because it's very, very difficult um, to recover from that kind of abuse. And uh, so I I just, I really encourage people to get involved. That's what this conference was all about, was how you can get involved and and make a difference in the trafficking issue. Um, You know, pray about it. Ask God what what role you can play, because it's it's not for everybody. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's a difficult arena, but it certainly is one where we reach to the poor and the downtrodden and we and, you know, we have an opportunity to raise them up and, and into Jesus.
0: Well, and Marlene, for those uh, listeners who want to get uh, either involved in offering resources and help, who want to volunteer, who want to be educated, if you go to <clears throat> excuse me our site on Facebook at Love Talk Radio, you will see if you go through our posts, we do have a link there where you can get in touch with BCFS uh, Health and Human Services to learn more about human trafficking, education, and awareness, to get help, to volunteer. That's um, just a really rich resource. And also you can find that same link on our site on Instagram, uh, Love Talk Network or Love Talk Radio on Instagram, and you can get that link there to start to connect and, and get involved. Maybe God is calling you into... Service into ministry, into volunteerism uh, in this area. Love it.
2: it. Agreed. I love it, too. I also put that link on our website. Um, so do that and, and just see what God does, because uh, this is a rich field in which um, the harvest needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. So thankful for Cara's work and her, her staff there. With the Human Trafficking Interdiction Division. Um, yeah, thanks ladies for that update. All right, today, oh man, our program is about responsibility. What does the Bible say about responsibility? Does it, does this word haunt us or does it (laughs) help us? Um, so I'm excited about this program today. This was a, um, you know, an interesting program to write because I got to say, I felt um, a bit of conviction as I was writing this program because the scripture is just full of ways to honor God with our responsibility. And honestly, that's what it's about, is about honoring God um, with our lives and how we use what he's given us. So our key verse for today is from the book of Luke, chapter 12, um, which the whole chapter is just... Really, um, convicting. Marlene was talking about that before we came on air today. Um, but I've specifically I specifically actually made... would encourage
2: everybody to read the whole chapter because it is, it's um, powerful. Mm-hmm.
1: Powerful for sure, for sure. Um, I, I've specifically chosen verse forty-eight, and I say this verse to my children on repeat. Um, <laughs> and here it is. But he who did not know, yet committed things deserving of stripes, shall be beaten with few. For everyone to whom much is given, from him much will be required. And to whom much has been committed, of him they will ask the more. Now that seems, uh, ladies, it seems kind of like, well, gosh, y'all, I don't. I don't want to be given much then because I don't want to have the (laughs) the responsibility to uphold that. But we have all been given blessings and grace and mercy by God, our Father. All of us. Yes. So let's start here with the word responsible. What does it mean? According to Merriam-Webster dictionary, it's the ability to answer for one's conduct and obligations. That is your responsibility to be trustworthy, to be able to choose for oneself between right and wrong. So right there in the definition, there's freedom. Yes. Because we get a choice. So therefore, I'm going to put this out there that responsibility is freedom. And so when we look at it in that light, this whole conversation that we're about to have is so uplifting. Um, okay. So let me ask you ladies this question. Let's start our discussion here. Do you agree with this statement? I am not responsible for what others do to me. I am responsible for my reactions and my responses to others. Agree, disagree.
0: Yes. yes I, agree. I would. I would have to say agree. And I do also believe that there's kind of a a second step to this, that while we are not responsible for what others do to us, we are responsible with who we surround ourselves with and who we place ourselves under the authority of. And so, excuse me. So if we find that, let's say, you know, Marlene, you talked about this young man earlier Whose father was trafficking him from a young age, that young man uh, eventually he got the the strength and the healing and the conviction and said, "I am, you know, I, you know." There's this verse in script with scripture. It's a command. I think it's the fifth command in the Bible that says, "Honor your father and mother," that it will go well with you. Right. Well, we understand that before that is also uh four scriptures that or four commands that talk about honoring God and putting God first. And we know that all of God's commands can be summarized in loving the Lord our God with all of our heart, mind, soul and strength and loving our neighbor as ourselves. And so we have to say our first allegiance is to God. And so then we become responsible for uh Anyone who we allow in authority over our lives, because if their allegiance is not to God as well, then that's going to have a negative impact on our lives. It's going to make it very hard for us to follow God. So I, I agree 100 percent. I think when we are standing before the throne of God, Jesus is not going to ask us, hey, Kathy, will you please give an account for your husband, Eric? No, he's going to Eric is going to have to give an account uh but he he will hold me accountable for my actions and responses in what I did in response to um eric and and those who were in authority over me and those to whom i was in authority over us uh, or over me i think that god puts such a um Uh, A big gold star next to the word authority that when we are in authority over others, we are held to a higher level of accountability for our actions and those in who we allow an authority over us that we are held accountable for who we place ourselves under the authority of. I hope that made sense.
1: (laughs) It it, it did. It did. It it absolutely did. I, I, I find myself answering this question like this. You know, I'm not responsible for what others do to me, but I am responsible for my own actions. If I ever find myself saying something to the effect of, well, you made me so angry. Oh, you know. No, I made a choice to get angry at whatever you were doing. I made a choice to have a reaction, a, a, a whatever reaction I had, whether I mouthed off, I shut down, I withdrew, I became irritable. That's on me your words do matter but my reaction to your words is where i'm held accountable yes so um, we're going to explore more of this as we return to love talk and what are our responsibilities what does the bible say about our responsibilities what verses can we tap into can we look for can we hold near and dear to our hearts When it comes to searching for this and this guideline for our lives, oh friends, responsibility! What does the Bible say when we return to Love Talk? Right after this.
0: So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Are you looking for a new church home? Or maybe you're new to the area. Either way, we here at First Baptist Church Pflugerville would love to welcome you to visit with us this Sunday at 11 a.m. for our worship service. We have a myriad of different grow groups at 930 a.m. And if you need more information, just click the big orange New Here" button on our website, fbcpville.org. We hope to connect with you in the near future, and we hope that when you do visit with us, you'll feel like family here.
2: Or www.timsmithlandscaping.com.
1: Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. You're here with the Love Ladies. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater in studio with Kathy Inderbrock and Marlene McMichael. We are so grateful that you are here with us today as we are searching Scripture today to reveal what God has to say about responsibilities in our lives. What are they? H- how do we how do we proceed? What what should we be looking for in scripture as guidelines for us when it comes to responsibilities? Now, Marlene, we were just talking about how, you know, God's not going to ask us to give an account for someone else that we're going to have to give an account for our actions and how we respond. And you immediately whipped out your Bible, and you run to the book of Luke, and give us your word. Okay. (laughs) Well, you had talked about
2: the fact that um, it checks in your spirit. In other words, you you get a check in your spirit when you start saying, so-and-so made me angry. It was his fault. You know, well, he may have been part of the the vehicle, but, but the response is your responsibility. That's kind of was your point. And, you know, the first you know, at least my chap, my uh, Bible has like little subheadings in front of chapters. And the the very first part of Luke 12, which, which you've drawn your key verse from uh, the subtitle is beware of hypocrisy. And so it, you know, when we start taking things and we, we, um, you know, twist them so that maybe we're looking like we're the hero and it was really somebody else's fault. You know, God says, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy, for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, nor hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have spoken in the dark will be heard in the light. What you have spoken in the ear." In, in somebody's ear, in the inner rooms, in you know, other words, in secret, what you've spoken in secret will be proclaimed on the housetops. Oh. God knows everything. Oh. And so the reality is everything you're saying is absolutely true. We have to understand that if we are gods and we, we proclaim his name, um, he's given us much.
1: Mm-hmm. And he is
2: going to um, expect much in return. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, and he expects us to honor him with our words and our actions and our deeds. And whenever we make it somebody else's fault, when we don't take responsibility (laughs) or when we allow someone to um, turn our face away from Jesus, Mm -hmm. then we're not honoring our relationship with him. So, Mm -hmm. all right. So when does responsibility first appear in the Bible? (laughs) You know, from Genesis to Revelation, God gave man responsibility, and he holds us accountable. So the first person on earth was Adam. Mm -hmm. And he was given responsibility over the Garden of Eden, Eden to work it and take care of it. In Genesis 2, it says this. You are free to eat from any tree in the garden. there's that word free again, y'all, yeah, okay, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, so he gives a uh, a direction, hey, you're free. One thing I need you to obey, and he says, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. God gave a command of responsibility, take care of this garden. Um, make sure that you're cultivating it, take care of it, and you're free to eat. I mean, there are who knows how many acres, y'all, of trees and wonderful things that were available to eat. But then he asked for obedience in one area. So, all right, question number two of the day. Do you believe that God still gives us assignments or commands and still holds us accountable to accomplish them? Because, oh, yeah. because you know Adam was able to hear God's word directly right he could hear God's voice he could sense God's presence right I think for us today there's so much noise going on around us that we have to be very intentional about hearing God's voice especially with our busy lives and everything that's going on so does God still give us commands or assignments and does he hold us accountable
0: he definitely does I mean he he I think that he calls us to walk in a way that honors him. He he calls us to walk in a way that is a light that, that uh, kind of shines that, that kind of discloses and shows and reveals Christ. And so he does hold us accountable in how we respond, how we walk out this life. And, and I think that, um, He also calls us to hold one another accountable, to build one another up, to encourage Mm -hmm. one another. And I think one of the things that he does not hold us accountable for, and he actually says, hey, leave this in my hands, is to right some of the wrongs that happen in this world. Mm -hmm. You know, God says Mm -hmm. that, hey, vengeance is mine. Um, I want you to do what is right, and you let me worry about correcting, redeeming, uh, the wrongs that are out there in the world. And so I think that, you know, so many times we look and we see injustice and it just, it breaks us. And I believe that God does call us to step into those places of injustice, to have an impact, to to make things better, to, um, to align things with God's word in those places that he has given us authority um, in and influence in. Um, But I think we do have to be careful at some point because there are burdens that Christ alone uh, can only carry where there are some wrongs in this world that God says, hey, baby, I don't want you to worry about that. I don't want you to be anxious about that. I will right that wrong. You just focus on doing what I have called you to do where I have placed you.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. Marlene, what, what do you have to add to that?
2: <laughs> I don't know where to begin. Um, I, I, I do think that the injustices can steal our joy in the Lord, and, mm. and so it's really and and they become a burden easily, particularly if you've got a very uh, sensitive uh, spirit. You mm-hmm. know, some some people have seen injustices, and so they they harden their hearts to that, and and. You know maybe that's the way that they survive, um, but some are very sensitive, and so the injustices can genuinely steal your joy. But what I think that God wants in this is I sometimes wonder about the don't eat of the this one and you know we've we've made it an apple, but don't eat of this apple because then you'll know good and evil. I sometimes think that maybe God made that the sin. Because he really wants us to understand that he is the good. what is evil, you know he would have stirred us from it. this made man make that decision on his own. Mm-hmm. you know I don't I don't know I just I've always wondered about that um, scripturally why God chose that as something that we were never too supposed to eat was the to know the knowledge of good and evil um, but. God is good, and he certainly expects that of us. And, yes, I definitely think he can guide and direct us in what we're supposed to do next. Um, mm-hmm. If he didn't, then we would have no real purpose on this earth. I mean, he's, we are here to, to bring about um, this, the coming of, of our Lord Jesus again. And we can only do that if we listen to the Lord and we follow his direction.
1: I love that. That's a good, hey, that's a question for Jesus when you get to heaven. I, well, right? that is a
2: theologian that is much, uh, much deeper than I've ever thought about being. But yeah. That's a good one. Okay.
1: Deep thoughts with Marlene McMichael today. I like that very much. Very much. There are actually
2: several things I'm going to ask him when I get there. But anyway.
1: Hey, we could make that a program. Questions Marlene wants to ask. Um, I like what you said, Marlene, that injustices can steal our joy. I was actually just on the phone yesterday with someone, and, um, you know, I said to them, I said, you've been through a really traumatic experience and there's several ways that this can go for you right you can harden your heart and you can um just flit in and out of these you know little relationships friendships and not ever let anybody back in because you've been so scarred you can completely open yourself up and really have a tender heart where you are so sensitive that life is almost paralyzing sometimes, or you can um, proceed with caution, but yet proceed in a way that's healthy, um, where you're getting to know people and you're you're you really are truly interested in others, and you're slowly regaining trust in the human connection. And I said, where are you? Where are you on the spectrum, right? <laughs> and because Marlene, you're exactly right, and you put that so well. Injustices can steal our joy, but it is our responsibility to continue to press into relationships and to, to, to continue to seek God's guidance and um, his direction as we proceed even, even through injustice. So um, really great way to to sum all that up. Okay, so we've looked at... When does responsibility first appear in the Bible? Um, now then, where does it go from here? Well, our, you know, our key verse for today, Luke twelve forty eight. from everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. So I I hearkened back to the days of watching, uh, you know, Spider-Man with the kids. <laughs> and um, Uncle Ben is, you know, who Peter Parker, Spider-Man, grew up with. And Uncle Ben tells Spider-Man one day, "With great power comes great responsibility," right? And I think that's kind of the world way of saying this verse, but it's true. Um, so the discussion then turns to stewardship and managing our resources, and what does this mean? Does this mean that we're just to work ourselves to the bone that that we're just to every single day, we're just we're just to work, 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 because we're being diligent with God's resources. Does this only have to do with the rich? I mean, does that just mean rich people need to be um, using their resources and being responsible with mm-hmm. their resources? Uh, and what is rich? How do we define that? Right. I I am certainly not wealthy by any means, but I feel so richly blessed in my life. Mm-hmm. Um So. Uh, I I guess what if we break this verse down, ladies, what does this mean?
2: Well, let me ask you a question. Okay.
1: um,
2: Being entrusted with much only mean wealth and resources.
1: No, no. In fact, Marlene, that's a great question. I, I feel like it's, it's also our time, our talents. Um, It's, it's everything that God has given us. And, We'll speak to, to a lot of those later in this program, but you know, I feel very gifted in certain areas. I feel like God has given me a gift of coaching, right? In so many areas of my life, whether that's actual, you know, coaching basketball or coaching fitness classes or coaching in a way where I just, I feel like I can connect with people mm-hmm. and, and talk to them. I, I get so emotional because I do feel like God wants me to use that to glorify him. Mm -hmm. And there should never be a day that goes by that that gift that he's given me goes unchecked. For years, I did not know what that was. I did not know that that was my gifting, that that was my calling. And as soon as God said, well, okay, Carrie, here's the the hammer. Let me just beat you over the head so you can realize this. Not a day should go by that I don't use that gift to glorify him because that 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 is what he has given me specifically for me and I am to use that for his glory so yeah Marlene good question i I don't think it's just about our money it's about our talents and our time
2: so I agree i i I love that answer i I think that um... You know, I think in America, you know, there are many that could, um, and that's something that the Lord is, you know, teaching me a lot. Uh, is it laying up storehouses of earthly goods? You know, they don't; they're not going to bring a kingdom of God on this earth. You know, mm-hmm. if you, if, and I can't tell you, I mean, because I live you know, just two miles from sun city. And I can't tell you the number of retirees that I've talked to who say, look at all this stuff in my house. My kids don't want it.
1: Yep. And and yeah. that is
2: the truth today because what we liked is young marrieds and what we collected and, and enjoyed is not the style today. And so our children don't want it. And, um, and so we've spent, you know, I think about that and I think, how much money have I put in, um, just so we just passed Christmas? So in, in designer Christmas ornaments or in the, the kind that, you know, or the, the keepsake type art ornaments from the Capitol or the White House and all these things, you know, if you add all those up, which are now in a box that I never open. <laughs> 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 it takes hours to take each ornament out of the box hang it on the tree and then at the end of the season put find the right box and put it back in the right box and in a way so it's just easier to put plastic ornaments on the tree than it is those that were so expensive and so we have a responsibility not only to um to give but we also have a responsibility. I mean, that was one of the joys of retirement to me was I had to work to support myself and my daughter. Um, I don't have to work now, so I want to go back to what God is. My giftings are in God and do His will
0: mm-hmm.
2: with earnest. Um, when before it was when I got time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if
2: that makes sense. It, it. I hope it does. Absolutely. I think it's,
0: I think it's a wonderful thing that God just gives us these talents. He gives us these giftings and then He gives us a choice. Hey, you know, what, what do you want to do with them? I've just wired you with this very unique personality. I've given you gifts, um, that are just part of who you are. I mean, Carrie, your gifts was, were so obvious. It wasn't obvious to you because it was just so easy to you. You think, well, how can something be such a big gift if it comes so easy and I don't have to, you know, kill myself in order to use it, and I think that each of us have that thing that sometimes we're so blind to because it comes so easy to us, and and you know we can almost help one another by just encouraging one another in what we see as the strengths that mm-hmm. that one another has because we may not see it ourselves. I so I, I will say this: if we talk about the most valuable thing on the planet that every single person has. I mean, Carrie, I don't have what you have. I don't have your gifts and talents. Each of us have our, our own unique gifts and talents, but, you know, God loves to give good gifts and he's such a generous father. And there is something that he has uniquely given to man that he has not given to anything else on the planet. And that is his word. And and God's word is the only thing that, that he states It will never return to me void. It will always accomplish something. And you think, gosh, I can spend my whole day and go, what did I accomplish today? Oh, my goodness. Like, I feel like I've just spent the whole day and accomplished nothing. Well, God says, hey, if you incorporate my word into your day, if you walk out my word in your life, if you share my word with someone else, if you speak my word to yourself, to to, to your own heart and your own mind that word will accomplish what it is meant to accomplish in your lives, in your family's life, in, in your ministry. And, and he, he gives us, you know, because of the printing press and, and uh, capitalism and the ability, I mean, his word is everywhere. And so it's something that each of us can, can pick up. I think the average household has like 4.4 point, Uh, two, five Bibles or something like that, the the, uh, little study that they did that was kind of the average number of Bibles in any American household, at least. And so we can go and pick up God's word. And it is a rich resource that he says, look, this is even more valuable than rubies. And we think, Mm -hmm. well, gosh, I don't even have any valuable rubies in my house. Yet if you have God's word, you pick that up, you open it. You have the sword of the spirit. You have something that's more valuable than rubies. You have this powerful uh, resource that you're able to invest in every single area of your life.
1: So, Kathy, you saying it's our responsibility to pick up the word and read it?
0: I would say that God will hold <laughs> us accountable to a very high standard with what we did with His word. Yes, yes, right? I think I believe so thoroughly.
1: I, I agree. I agree. We're gonna we're gonna look at some scripture for that in our next segment. Um One more area of responsibility I think is really important that I, I want us to discuss right here before break. We've talked about stewardship. we talked about um, uh, using those talents and gifts and abilities. What about the responsibility of work? Um, so many verses, y'all, in the Bible about work. Colossians 3, 23 and 24, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. As working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Proverbs twelve eleven. Those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies have no sense. Oh Proverbs, how I love thee. Proverbs six, <laughs> nine through eleven. How long will you lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from your sleep, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding out of the hands to rest and poverty will come on you like a thief and scarcity, like an armed man. So in Proverbs, some of these verses in Proverbs, Solomon is talking about the responsibility of work um, without ever using the word work. Right. He's talking about. Uh, well, I guess he does work your land, work at it with all your heart. But there in six uh, Proverbs, six, nine through eleven. He doesn't say the word work. He says, uh, poverty will come on you like a thief if you just lie there like a sluggard. So we see a responsibility on this all throughout the Bible. Now, then there are a million ways to work. Okay. Um, there are mamas that if they, they stay home with their babies and if they got paid for the amount of work that they did, they would be millionaires. (laughs) Right. Um, feeding their children, uh, taking care of the home, making their home a space that is comfortable, making their home a space that is welcoming and that is warm and that is loving and that is kind. That is work, friends. That is work, okay? And that is an inheritance from the Lord, and you will receive an inheritance from the Lord for that. Um, And then there's obviously work where we go out of our homes and we get paid for work, I do believe that it is our responsibility to hide in our hearts, this person's in Colossians, that whatever we do, we work at it with all of our hearts. Yeah. No, because, and that's just another way to use our talents and abilities to glorify God, right? That whatever we're doing for work, it should be glorifying the Lord. And we are using those talents and abilities to glorify the Lord. Now, Marlene, you're, you know, you are now retired. You have spent your whole adult life working um diligently for the, for the Lord. Um and now you just said you're in a new phase of life where your work is now to go back to those giftings that you know you have from the Lord and now you have time to use those in a way that you didn't when you were going back and forth to the Capitol every day, or <laughs> you know, um, so uh, speak to that new new phase of your life and how the work is different.
2: Well, it's you know, I still say just as busy, that's interesting mm-hmm. to me. Um, but it's, it is, I really feel like it's loving on his people, <laughs> and I don't know how else to say that. I mean. Um, I'll run into uh, somebody I knew, you know, 10, 12 years ago at a store or something. And, and next thing I know, we're having lunch. It's it's reconnecting with um, people who've crossed my path that um, I believe God wants to, to bless and are, are just wants a relationship there. And... Um, It's amazing to me. I mean, I had an email just this morning uh, from someone I used to work with. We didn't work in the same office, but we worked together at the Capitol. And she wants to go see a former legislator um, up in the Dallas area. He's in his 90s, you know, and I think in that case, and and there are actually three legislators I'm planning trips with for that. And we'll talk about that when we come back, maybe, but I know it's time for a break. Sorry. It
1: is time for a break, but friends, more about (laughs) responsibility. I know, more about responsibility when we return to Love Talk right after this.
0: Don't wait. Score the
2: best deal on the home of your dreams at the three-time awarded Community of the Year Santa Rita Ranch. With top-rated amenities and school districts, our 20 available move-in-ready homes priced from the 200s won't last long. See for yourself why 2,000-plus neighbors love life at the ranch. For more information, visit us at santaritaranch.com, santaritaranch.com.
0: Are you recovering from an injury, need to regain your health, or simply want to improve your golf swing? HeartFlex can help. HeartFlex is an innovative exercise tool for all fitness levels. Made in the USA, Heart Flex has helped countless
2: Texans improve their fitness by increasing strength, boosting circulation, maximizing flexibility
0: and endurance, and speeding recovery from surgery. It's small, portable, and lightweight. HeartFlex can be used standing, sitting, or lying down. No springs or rubber bands to snap back and cause injury. At less than $40, shipping is free. And has a 30-day money-back
2: guarantee. Nothing can stop you from improving your health today.
0: You can learn more and to order yours, visit heartflexusa.com. That's heartflexusa.com. Hi, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression, have rebellious kids, or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on Shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you
1: Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. Here with the Love Ladies, Coach Carrie Brinkader, Kathy Indebrock, and Marlene McMichael here in studio with you, talking about responsibility today. Oh my gosh! Um, wow. Go back to the archives if you have missed the last two segments, because there's just so much here, um, and we've talked about so many topics today that are all wrapped into um, responsibility. Marlene, we were we were talking about the responsibility of work, and um, your, your work looks different now because you're retired, and you're going to finish up talking about that, and then we're going to going to throw it over to Kathy because her and Eric have had a bit of different responsibility of work here in the last four years, too, and I uh, really want Kathy to talk about Eric's experience over these last couple of years with work. So, Marlene, um, retirement work, what does that look like?
2: Well, I, what I, I I waxed a little long there, but what I would <laughs> like to say is that... You know work is maybe just checking on people. I mean work may be putting a bright spot in other people's lives that have touched your path through the years and and what I'm finding is that that's happening more and more I mean I don't have to go anywhere hardly and 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 there's a new person that I either have to pray for or visit with or do something with and and that's a blessing yeah. it it's a blessing and it it feeds me, but it also is a blessing to them and i and and I've said this before, but go into the grocery store when you shop and smile at people, look them at the eyes and smile at them, ask them if they're having a good day. And, and they will after you do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I, I really want Kathy to have a chance here because she and Eric are on a new path as well. And what they're doing, I think, is remarkable. And, and, and they're doing it for their girls. And uh, I think that's a blessing.
0: Well, I mean, ladies, you both know, um, you know, Eric, he worked uh, as an executive in the tech industry for a number of years. And when Aaliyah was in her senior year of high school and Faith was about to begin her freshman year of high school, Eric realized, oh, my goodness, you know, my daughter – my oldest is going to be leaving and I have missed so much. I I haven't been here to make her breakfast in the morning or to make her lunch or to go out and have lunch with her at school. And and Eric was always great. I mean, he always did his best to make birthdays and be there for the parties. And um, just whenever he was home, he was present, but he had traveled a lot for his job. And so he, uh, he came and he chatted with me and he's like, I just, I, you know, I want to stop working and I just want to be here for these last few years of the girls high school before they all leave for college and, and they're gone. And so he and I looked through our finances and we thought, okay, can, can we make this work? And he and I had both always been very, very big savers. We, we enjoyed giving money. Um, but we, we, we're good at saving money. And so we had some money in, in, in the bank account and we looked and we said, okay, well, if he stops working and I'm not making an income, cause you know, I do ministry, which I, you know, God has never really turned my ministry in, into an income. And, and that is fine with me. That is something that, that I just, I, I love to do. And, and, and I love to just give that to the Lord. We said, well, if we have no money coming in, can we still support the, the missionaries and and the ministries that we support and still have our bank last for this period where Eric wants to be home with the girls, and so we we tightened our belt, we changed how we did vacations, we changed how we did birthdays, we changed our eating out and and so we have made this a change, and so Eric has not worked, neither of us have worked in a in a paying job uh for gosh 5 years now and so what he was able to do is just pour into these girls and just love on them and he woke up every morning and made breakfast for them and um he went and had lunch at school with them and 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 he and I would get to plan their birthday parties together and and it was funny because Eric and I we would be out doing something and and he would tell me oh it's it's almost 3:30 uh Aliyah's going to be getting home from school or, or the girls are going to be getting home from school. We need to get home because he wanted to be home so that when they walked through that door, daddy was right there to, you know, give him a hug and ask him how their day had gone. And so it has just been so incredible to see these girls who just know that they are just highly favored and just loved and adored by their dad and that they were so important that that their dad was willing to completely change his life and our family was willing to completely change how we lived in order to have this these last four years and five years now together as a family and it just made a tremendous difference in how we have looked at stewardship and how we have looked at managing our resources and how we have looked at what faithfulness looks like with the things that God has placed in our hands
1: well and I just want our listening friends to know that Eric is also like a manly man like he's a guy's guy you know he (laughs) likes to hunt he likes to fish he's you know he's he's a man's man and for these women to see a, a godly man who loves the Lord just uh to for him to be able to show them um, goodness and kindness and mercy and grace and just what it feels like to be truly loved and truly seen will serve them um, for the rest of their lives and what a gift and I'm so glad that Eric used his responsibility of work in that way um, mm-hmm. what a blessing to your family um, so work can look vastly different for so for everyone so as we finish up our program today, ladies, I just want to very quickly touch on some responsibilities that the Lord has given us for our walk with him, mm-hmm. okay? Um, I, I think the main responsibility he's given us is to make disciples, right? Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. That's first and foremost is to make disciples. Kathy. Uh, Give us another one of our responsibilities for our walk with the Lord. You know,
0: I I love this one, and I think it's so important. It's it's giving. From 2 Corinthians uh, 9, verse 7, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Friends, whatever talents, whatever resources you have, some of those should be given freely and just invested in God's kingdom.
1: Absolutely. And yeah. what
0: about forgiveness, right? Okay, we have to remember forgiveness because forgiveness has been placed in all of our hands, mm. and Christ has set the example for forgiveness. Matthew six fourteen and 15 says, If you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. That's incredible that he lets us set the standard for forgiveness in our own lives. That's incredible.
1: And it's our responsibility to get in and figure it out. Forgiveness doesn't mean that you put yourself in the same position to be hurt again. No. That's not what that means. It just means that you are releasing that burden from you. Okay, Marlene, what are some other responsibilities um, that the Lord has given us as we pursue our walk with him?
2: Well, there's several here, but I'm not sure we're going to get to all of them. But one of them that's critically important to me is uh, 1 Peter 4, 8 through 10, which says, Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So service is one. One I would add is also prayer. God asks us to pray mm-hmm. without ceasing, mm-hmm. to pray expecting him to answer. I mean, you can look at First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, which says rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks uh, in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus.
1: Mm. Absolutely. In a couple of weeks, we're going to hear from our good friend, Vicki Porterfield. And I tell you what, that woman is an absolute prayer warrior. She's going to be, we're going to have her on the program discussing our collegiate day of prayer and um, some other ways to get involved in prayer in Austin. Um, So you'll definitely want to be tuning in for that program with our good friend, Vicki Porterfield. One more that I want to talk about before we wrap up our program today on responsibility is we are responsible In our walk with the Lord, we are responsible for our attitude. Friends, Philippians 2.14 says, do everything without grumbling or arguing. There's a lot of verses that talk about grumbling and arguing. Um, The one Marlene read uh, about hospitality, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. That's from 1 Peter, and then we see it again in Philippians, right? And so um, I would challenge you. What is your attitude when it comes to serving the Lord? What is your attitude when it comes to um, walking through your daily life with your eyes pointed toward Jesus? Um, Are there ways that um, responsibility might be weighing us down? Um, As we wrap up this program on responsibility, I love the book of James. Um, Much like this chapter in Luke, this uh, chapter 12 that challenges us Um, the book of James does the same. Um, It's kind of a heart check, right? James one twenty two says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Mm -hmm. So God has given us both freedom and responsibility. He's given us so much grace. He's given us so many blessings and and talents and abilities. In 2024, will you... Are you ready? Am I ready to take that next step to become a doer? As I get into the Word, as I know what the Word says, I can hear it and I can see it. Am I willing to do it? Right? We have been given so very much, and much is required. But, friends, it's worth it for that relationship with Jesus. He is our everything, He is our all is the reason for living if you have any questions about that please find us please feel free to contact us at facebook and instagram at love talk radio our podcast is love talk network um, that is our archives as well love talk network.com and of course you can email us at let's talk at love talk network.com friends we love you so very much thank you for listening for kathy Indebrock and marlene mcmichael i'm coach carrie brinkgater we'll see you next time right here on love talk